welcome to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, one meal at a time. The Plan Simple Meals podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier, happier home. Listen in for informative conversations and valuable strategies to make meals healthy, meaningful, and fun. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, it's Mia here. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I have the fabulous Anna Kaneki on the episode today. She's someone I've been following since pretty much when I changed my food. I started, that was the first time that I really started looking online for resources because the second I changed my food, I was just open to a whole new set of advice and people and I found her and so I've been following her ever since and I just love everything that she's about. I've learned so much from her and today in the episode we get into her daily compass and how she figures out what she does every day as well as she's just a genius about sort of households and clutter stuff and how to work that in when you're working all day because she does you'll hear in her episode she does even though she's an entrepreneur she very much works like she's in corporate she keeps very regular hours so she's full of great advice but before we jump into her episode and I tell you a little bit more about her I have a couple announcements the first is less of an announcement, actually, and more of a story. So I went to the eclipse. I drove with the three kids and my hubby to full totality, which is about, I think it was a 16-hour drive from where we are. I was not too into this idea, but my husband had seen a full eclipse before, and he knew. He knew that we had to go. He knew that this was something that we all had to see. And I really appreciate his clarity around that. But I went a little bit, a little bit kicking and screaming. I was feeling like there was so much I had to get done and it was just not the best timing. And we've just come off of so much driving this year. And I was really ready to settle into home and just be here and get organized before the school year. And then all of a sudden there was this eclipse. So we went. It was you guys, the most amazing thing I've ever seen. It was magic. It was really pure magic. It went dark for two and a half minutes. We saw stars. It went quiet. So many people, like thousands of people had pulled over around us. And we ended up, we were at this place to see it. We were with 25 friends. We had picnic. It was at someone's house. It was amazing. And about 40 minutes before it was supposed to be totality, the clouds rolled in because we were sort of up in the mountains in North Carolina. So we all hopped in cars and just drove towards where my husband had figured out there wouldn't be clouds. We were looking at the sky. He knew the radar. We drove, drove, drove. And, you know, five minutes before totality, it was definitely sunny. And we all pulled over along with thousands of other people on the side of the road. So when it was first totality, everyone clapped and it was amazing to hear how many people were there watching because you could sort of hear the echo. But after a couple second claps, everybody got quiet. It was so quiet. The animals stopped, the people stopped, and everyone was just sort of in awe. It was an amazing experience. But it was a lot. It was a lot of driving. It was a lot of late nights. Um, it was travel. You know, we went in cold streams because we were in this beautiful area of North Carolina. And when I got back, I I felt kind of a weight. I, 
it was funny. It was so light being there. It was such an amazing place. I did a lot of journaling. I did a lot of sort of dreaming and mapping out stuff. And I got back and I just felt the weight of everything that needs to get done in the next couple of weeks. Because as you guys might have gathered from all these episodes, there's a lot going on. It's a big deal to launch a physical product, um, which is what's happening with the Flow Planner. And I've interviewed so many people for this podcast because I really wanted to do something great on work-life balance. And we've up-leveled all our programs and a brand new version of our website is coming out. And we have two free challenges coming up. The snack one is happening next and then comes the calendar cleanse. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And my body got sick. And I don't get sick very often, but I got really sick this weekend um, the weekend before I'm recording this, the, the weekend before the Wednesday that this comes out. And I couldn't, like, I literally couldn't move. I was like, I just need to go to bed. And when I was lying there and, and, you know, I'm a mom. So in my sickness, I also ended up going to Old Navy to go back to school shopping. And I stayed up too late one night trying to write an email and I didn't get everything perfect. But in this moment of clarity, I was like, you know what? Everything can move out a week. This is time. It's our most, it's, it's this asset. I, I, to me, time has become more important than money or really anything. It's time. And the eclipse really taught me that because, you know, we ended up in all these situations where we found this hot spring that was kind of amazing, but out of budget, but we decided we really wanted to do it. The trip itself, we had to stay at all these places. It was a little bit unexpected and out of budget, but we knew we had to do it. And at the end, I was talking about my husband. I was like, we've done, like, this was a little crazy. And he's like, I know, but we can always make more money, but we can't ever get back time. And I loved that. And it was so, it's so true. And ironically, I'm launching a planner that's all about time and all about really making time meaningful and fitting good food in, but also fitting in family time and making sure your life on paper feels as balanced as you're craving for it to be in your mind. Because so often we get stirred up in the busyness, but we don't reflect that in what, what and we don't reflect the calm that we're desiring in our days because we they get so busy and we let them. So that's the whole reason behind the flow planner that's launching. So in this moment of clarity, sick in bed, I knew that I had to push everything back a week. And it's funny, it's just a week. It's seven days. Everything's going to be seven days later. Each challenge is going to be seven days later. The There's going to be a week where this the podcast runs daily. That's going to happen seven days later. You guys don't even know about that yet. And the planner is going to launch seven days later. and it just feels so good and so spacious. It gives me a full week of the kids being in school to deal with details. It gives me more time to spend with them as the, the summer's ending. There's just nothing that doesn't feel good about it. And ironically, I made this choice and the next day I got an email from the printer saying that the demo wasn't quite going to be ready in time. And you know what? It didn't matter because I had moved everything back a week. So Anyway, I'm telling you that for the story of the eclipse, but also so that you know everything has been moved back a week um, and so that you maybe can learn from my story a little bit uh, just about time and how we can be in control of it and how it's all going to work out, right? It's all going to work out, and I love that. And 
Anna so, so beautifully shares. She, she'll give you the sense that it all can work out with a little bit of plan and a little bit of work and a little bit of just like letting go and surrendering to the craziness of this life that we live. So Anna is a writer and a life coach, and she helps soulful women get bigger, stronger, and braver in all areas of their lives. She's going to help us do that just in her appearance on this podcast, you will see. And she is on a not-so-secret mission to help the wise women take over the world. So we are all wise women. So listen in. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. And do make sure that you go and sign up at theflowplanner.com. That's theflowplanner.com. You don't need a www. In fact, someone told me the other day that if you do do a www, it doesn't work. So just type in theflowplanner.com and make sure you get on that list to be notified when it comes out. Because on this episode, it's really cool that um, Anna shares a bunch of things that are actually in the planner. So I just want everyone to, especially if you this episode re- resonates with you or any of this work-life food series resonates with you, I want you to be on the list to get that first day super duper special price. All right, you guys, let's get on and talk with Anna. Welcome, Anna, to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. I am super excited to have you on the show today. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh. I am so excited. I am so excited for all the wisdom that you have. I feel like you are someone who I have followed for a long time. Um, maybe even like bef- like at the very beginning of when I even knew that this whole online world existed because I think that <laughs> um, we had a mutual friend. So anyway, I've been reading your awesome. e- emails for a long time and I know that everyone is going to benefit from this conversation. So Aww. tell us first about who, 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 how, who you're a mom of, how many, how many you've got at home. <laughs> sure, sure. So I have five kiddos at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell in love with an amazing Canadian a couple of years ago. And so we're about a blended family. And so together we have five kids. Wow. Nope. And, and before you became a blended family, you had one daughter, right? Just one. Yeah. So I went from being a wow. solo mom of one kid <laughs> living this in very, in some ways, very stripped down, spare, simple life to, yeah, the full on the whole deal. Five kids, a dog, two snakes, a fish, a minivan. Yep. That's pretty full on. Uh <laughs> Without the whole, like, you know, nine months to, like, get used to the idea. Wow. No, no. It was just, here we go. One, two, three. Let's do it. Yeah, (laughs) right? It's a a new country, right? You did not live in Canada before. Wow. Correct. Yeah, I was in Portland, Oregon. So this conversation about balance is going to be, we're all going to have to take what you have to say really seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you work. You work from home. Yes. Um, so tell yes. us a little bit about your, your passion and what you do, and then we'll sort of dive into how, how you balance it all. Sure. So I run an online coaching business called Declare Dominion, and I'm on a, a secret mission to help the wise women take over the world. It's not really a secret at all. Um, <laughs> so in my work, I get to help really smart, badass women get even stronger, even fiercer, 
and even more badass. Yeah. So I love that. And I love, I love wise women. And I feel like all this work that we do makes us wiser and wiser. And there are some men who are wise women too. You know, it's really about bringing that, that fierce, deep feminine wisdom to the table because it is very much needed right now. Yeah. All right. So balance. (laughs) So you teach (laughs) a lot of amazing tools around sort of, I feel like around how to balance. And I feel like you're pretty honest when you're not feeling balanced. And I don't even know that balance is the right word. Actually, yeah. I'm, curious to, I'm curious to hear what you even think of that word and, and what you sort of feel like that end goal is around, uh, you know, the flow, the balance between mm-hmm. our home life and our work life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, balance is one of those words that you you hear a lot, and I think it's a wonderful thing to strive for. Mm. Sometimes it stresses me out because balance feels like this perfectly static, harmonious. It's like you've reached this harmonious flow state yeah. where nothing ever changes, and I I personally have never reached that state, and I don't really think I probably ever will. <laughs> sometimes it feels like a juggling act. Sometimes yep. it feels like I'm climbing a jungle gym. But sometimes it can feel like a dance. And I think for me, in some ways, having it be a really great dance feels feels like a, a truer word for me because I don't, I don't do yoga. I'm not really good with like, what, reaching that like perfect stasis. Mm-hmm. But I can dance like a mofo. <laughs> I love so that. So can my kids. I love so. the dance um, metaphor. That's that's really good because and it yeah I love that metaphor for it because it is it is a dance and it's like having to go back and forth between not leading and leading and you know this side yeah. and that side and yeah I love sometimes that it's slow and contemplative and sometimes it's totally manic and we're all head banging and as long as I can be okay with that then both can be good. Yep. As long as there's, you know, a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about a day that feels, you know, pretty, pretty sane because the kids are where the kids are supposed to be. You're getting mm-hmm. what you're needing done. The stuff that's mm-hmm. needing to happen around the house is happening. Mm-hmm. What does a day look like like that? And, and what are some of the things that you do to make that feel smooth, to make that dance feel smooth? Mm-hmm. Well, um, all of our kids are in some sort of structured activities all day long. So the big kids are in school, of course, mm-hmm. during the school year, during the summer, our three oldest kids who are 11, nine and eight, um, are in camp, like full day, all day camp, five days a week. And then our two youngest, we have a two year old and a three year old, they go to daycare. Mm-hmm. So there's an amazing woman in our neighborhood who runs this great day home in her house and they go there. And so, for me, I would say everything else hinges on that piece. Yeah. I can't get anything done when my kids are at home. I just, it's just impossible. Yeah. So having that really strong foundation of, of great places for my kids to be that I feel good about and I have no guilt about that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a working mom since like six weeks after my daughter was born. And so for me, that's like the first foundation. So actually my husband is amazing. Um, and he, he handles the morning. So I make lunches the night before he gets the kids up. He gets everybody. We lay out everything the night before we lay out clothes and backpacks and all that stuff. Yep. I'll sometimes leave a list if there's something that's on my mind, but he handles mornings. Mm-hmm. So he gets the kids out the door and I will often hide away up in my bedroom <laughs> where my office also is <laughs> literally, I will hide away until they leave. And then I start my day. Yeah. 
And so I'm on calls with my clients and they're all around the world. So, um, yeah, so I've got, I've got my computer, I've got my phone. I print out a daily compass, which is a tool I use to try to steer my way through my days with a little bit of, a little bit of sovereignty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I print out a fresh compass every day. I force myself to pick, okay, if I can only get one thing done today, what is the one single most important crucial thing for me to get done? I write, I type it out, I print the thing out and that, that serves as my guide to guide my way, um, through my days. Yeah. It's a really great tool. I developed it out of total desperation, which is how I come up with all my tools because everything <laughs> felt so <laughs> crazy too. and I felt so splattered and I'm very ADD. I can like walk into a room, you know, to go get the, I don't know, the fan. And then I see like a blue feather lying on the floor and I'm like, blue feathers. Hmm. Oh, feathers, peacocks. Oh, blue plumage. Oh, where the plumage came from? And I, and I never go get the thing I went to. So anyway, literally my brain doesn't work very well in that way. It's very good at creating things and dreaming up things. It's terrible at remembering things. So I've come up with a host of tools, um, some of which I teach in my program, the queen suite. But anyway, the compass is like that, that foundational piece. So there's the childcare, just getting the kids out the door to where they need to be. And then there's this compass that I use to steer my way through my days. And is that so always I try to, work related, the compass? It's both. Okay. So it's, it's sort of like a filtering tool. I'll have, I have lots and lots of lists and I, you know, I run a team and so we have, we use base camp and stuff like that to organize all the complicated projects. But my compass is where I pull a little bit from work, a little bit from personal. It's like my focusing tool. Like, all right, there's 84,000 things that I could be thinking about, but today I'm just going to think about these seven. Yep. And, and how, how do you, I have a feeling you have a process for this. How, how do you decide what those are? So I teach my clients and make my clients and I do this myself. Um, I try to have quarterly goals mm-hmm. and I limit myself to only three. Um, and then each month I force myself to pick just three things that not, you know, of course we're going to get way more done than that, but I force myself to say when I have to choose between one thing and and another, these are the three things that I have already decided always get to win just for this one month. Yep. And from there I do the same thing. I pick, uh, the three top things that have to get done that week. So yeah. when it's Thursday and I'm like, oh my gosh, today was, you know, this week has been a shit show. It's, I've just been putting out fires. I can always go back to that list and be like, that's right. That's right. Yeah. When I looked at the big picture of my life, I decided when my, when I was calmer, I decided that these were the three most important things that <laughs> needed my attention. So I'm just going to trust that that wiser self made yeah. the right decision and follow her instructions. I love that. Because I think when I'm so in the important. midst of the maelstrom, I can't even really think straight. I'm just sort of like <gasps> trying to, you know, keep everything yeah. going. No, and I love that, that insight that like come up with those things in the calm moment, like, cause you'll come up with those right things when it's calm. Because otherwise I'll get so stressed out and overwhelmed that I'll find myself like, I'm like alphabetizing my pens or I'm doing something completely stupid and pointless. Right. But it's because I'm so overwhelmed and oversaturated that I can't, I can't make a good choice at that point. I don't even know what's important anymore. So that I find it really helpful to just have this, this list of things, you know, and sometimes I'll cross out what I thought was going to become that the priority for that day and be like, actually the most important thing today is to call the plumber because you know, a pipe burst, right? So, so life yeah. happens, it can shift, but I find that clarity, um, really, really helpful. 
Okay, so let's, can we dive in a little bit to some of the things um, around the work? Because I feel like a lot of that is what I've really picked up from you over the years, is those those things around the work which really help us to carve out the time for the work. Does that make sense? Um, yeah. Like just those life things that I think that they just pile up and we don't even realize how much they're getting in the way of our three things mm. um, because they end up taking up all our time and stealing all our time. Yeah. So things like papers and, mm-hmm. you know, our bags and just like mm-hmm. how we're going to get out the door. So do you feel that that's true that sometimes those are the things that can get in the way of life? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And like I said before, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of ADD. And so when any sort of visual clutter, it's like it pops a new, it's like, it's like my mind is a browser and everything I see <laughs> pops open a new window. Yeah. So I can be walking through my house and I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to write this new thing. And then I'll see a book bag that needs, and I'll be like, oh yeah, we need to buy new backpacks for the kids. And then I'm walking, oh, so-and-so's coat is, they've outgrown it. And maybe I should do some laundry. Oh, we're out of stain treat stuff. Like, right. It's just never ending. You can have this cascade of windows open in your head all the time. Yeah. So it's counterintuitive, but I find actually that being really ruthless with physical clutter is actually the very best thing I can do for my career, <laughs> which, which might sound weird, but that's how it works, especially because I work at home. Yeah. So there's not even that, that physical like disconnect of, and cue of like, okay, well now I'm at work. And so now I think about work things. And I know a lot of mompreneurs work at home. And so if we're not careful, we can just sort of be in this swamp where we're like, okay, now I'm doing laundry. Now I'm answering an email. Oh, I should make a grocery list. Oh, now I'm going to take a call. Like, and, and like the, you know, hours and days and weeks can sort of slide by. Yeah. And we're like, I, I didn't, I don't really know what I got done. Okay, so that brings up two questions. So first, okay. what are some of the things that you do? What what are some of like your favorite three practices that you do to manage that clutter? Because I know before we press record, we were we were talking about how neither of us feel like we're like Martha Stewart. But no, that- yeah, yeah. And for me, the goal is not to have. I love beauty, but for me, the goal is not this state of perfection. I'm I'm so sick of perfection porn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I try I try really hard to be honest about the fact that like it's not perfect, but here's some stuff that really helps. So, for me, some of the things that help are, I do something called a five minute swoop. This is something I teach in my queen sweep class. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple. You set a timer for five minutes mm-hmm. and you like fly around a particular space, like just your kitchen or just your living room or just your workspace. And you, for five minutes, you just declutter. Mm-hmm. You don't organize, you don't file papers. You, you just like, you're like a, a, benevolent tornado and you just sweep through and you clear up as much shit as you can. And what does that and then mean? When that the t- means throwing it stuff away that can be thrown away? Sure. Dirty clothes go in the laundry, trash yep. goes in the trash, dishes, dump them in the sink. Yeah. Um, right. Like, so it's sort of that big, it like, imagine that you're, you had an important guest who was suddenly going to show up in five minutes. What would you do in those five minutes? That's yep. like the biggest bang for your buck. Okay. So you're not opening up backpacks and seeing what they forgot. You're just throwing them in the closet. <laughs> so you don't have to look at them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. And you'd be amazed at what you can do in five minutes, right? Sometimes yeah. people are surprised just picking up the dirty coffee cups and the, 
I don't know, the hairbrush off their desk makes like a thousand percent difference in their ability to focus. Well, and I think sometimes we avoid doing that because in our mind, we think it's going to take hours and we don't feel like Well, we and have if you're hours. not careful, you, it can take hours, right? I right. could easily slide into like, I could just clean up. I mean, there's seven people that live in this house. Like I could just <laughs> clean up all day long. Yeah. So that's why the timer is important. Yep. And there's also when you know you only have to do it for five minutes, you can you can get a lot of shit done when you're like, all right, I only have to do this for five minutes and then I'm done. Yep. So doing little focused sweeps mm-hmm. for five minutes is a really simple tool. Having one place in your house for anything that needs to leave the house. We call it our outbox. Library books that have to go back, that dish you need to return to your neighbor, um, that present that you're going to give to your friend when at book club on Friday, anything that is going to leave the house, but it, you can't physically take it right this second. We have one spot in our house where all that stuff lives. Oh, I like that one. That it's so simple, but that one really like little thing, it, you'll be surprised how much of the stuff that sort of floats around your house is floating because it's in limbo. Yeah. So and then it doesn't have a place in your house. Yeah. Because it doesn't actually belong in your house, but then if you don't see it when you're leaving the house, you'll never remember to take it when you go. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I like those. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. So so you did mention at the beginning that you sort of have all these practices and all these lists. Mm-hmm. So how do you fit writing that? Like, how do you manage that? Where do those fit into life? Um, are they part of work time? Are they part of kid time? You know, how are you making sure that what's on those lists is getting done or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that you this is the hardest part them? is finding the time to do that. This it's like the meta work, right? Yeah. Where it's it's the work about the work. It's not the work itself. <laughs> Most of us feel like we don't have time for that. We have too much yeah. shit to get done. But the truth is, if I can carve out half an hour for myself where no one is talking to me and I'm not supposed to be doing something else. And I can just think about my life like a sane person for half an hour. Mm-hmm. I will like the whole week will go better. So I try to do it on Sundays. Sometimes I'll do it on a Sunday morning if the stars align. Otherwise, sometimes I'll do it first thing Monday morning. I'll be like, all right, this is, you know, yes, I have a million emails to do. And yes, maybe I only have one hour today to get, you know, X, Y, and Z done. But I know that this 30 minute, like high sort of higher level mental work will yep. yield way more productivity through the, the whole week. Yeah. And it's fine. We do something similar on Fridays um, mm. with meal planning because I find that if you do that on a Friday, then you have the weekend to sort of really feel prepared by Monday, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. to, to chop and make something and go mm-hmm. shopping and anything that needs to happen around that. And it's interesting because that half an hour has taken lots of different um you know, it's, it's looked very different at different parts in my kids' upbringing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, when there was a time when my kids were in school and had after school things and I was missing them, you know, by the end of the day, I was like excited to see them. And a lot of times I hadn't made time for that yet. So there was a time when I would just like, everybody would be drawing and I would be doing that list. Um, But Mm. then there was another time this year, actually, where I had taken my kids out of school to go on this book tour and Mm -hmm. I needed time alone. So I would Mm -hmm. just, you know, make sure I did that early in the morning or sometimes I would be like, you know, hey, sweetie, like I need to go to a coffee shop for 45 minutes and just Mm -hmm. 
write, you know, just get all this down on paper um, because mm-hmm. it can get so chaotic in our heads. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I find that when you're feeling really, really overwhelmed, just taking a piece of paper and a pen and just like dumping everything that's on your mind for five minutes yeah. can help so much because we carry so much in our minds and it's like we're trying to do things with our hands while we're also holding 16 things with those same hands. Yeah, it's funny. I literally was just writing an email about that before we got <laughs> on this interview. <laughs> and it, But it's so true. And it's not like you even have to do all the things that you write on that list. You know, it's, it's more about just yeah. getting them out of your head. It's super helpful. Super yeah. helpful. But I also want to say that systems help. Writing it all down helps. Um, but I think the biggest the biggest barrier I think for so many of us is that we, we don't allow ourselves to admit how much support we need. Mm. So I want to be super transparent. Um, my husband is amazing. At the moment we both work from home. Mm-hmm. We have a cleaner come every week who does like a deep clean of the house house. And we have an assistant who comes two days a week who does grocery shopping. She does laundry. She runs errands. She buys birthday gifts. She registers the kids for camp. So I have a lot of support and my kids are in, in some sort of childcare from, you know, eight to three during the school year, nine to four. Right. And I feel like it's important to say that out loud because sometimes we just, we have really unrealistic expectations for ourselves of what we ought to be able to get done. Yeah. And some of my clients, you know, they leave the house at seven in the morning and they don't get back till seven. And then they're trying to like hang out with their baby and, oh, make a good meal. And, oh, my spouse needs some love. And, right, like, you can't also then, like, do seven hours of laundry and shopping and whatever. So I think it's really – I always wish when people who are super productive talk about their lives that I want, I always want to be like, okay, but how much help do you have? So I'm like, yes. here, here's my help. I have a lot of help. And it's yeah. great. And I, th- I, that's so interesting. And it, it's funny because when you first said that everybody was in daycare or um, school, I, uh, the school part didn't surprise me, but the daycare part actually surprised me for a second. I was like, wow, mm. she really clears her nine to five. I do. Um, and, and that's, that's like so awesome and, and so necessary. And I, I love that. Um, and it's because if I were a man, yeah. nobody would even think twice, right? No. Like, right. Well, I, I'm, and as it happens, I'm the made breadwinner for our family. Yep. And so I, I don't feel bad about it. I feel like, well, of, of course I need to do that. How on earth could I run this business that's robust enough to support a family of seven and help women around the world? Of course I need time and space to do that. Okay. Now, okay. I see somewhere juicy we can go. So mm. it's super interesting to me that you're the main breadwinner because- mm-hmm. I feel like that is, I feel like maybe that's the very, like that's the point of I can't ask for more help for a lot of mm. women because they feel mm. like they're not the main breadwinner. So for whatever re- whatever reason, whatever they're doing may not be the thing, you, you know, so somehow mm-hmm. they're not yeah. worthy of that help. Let's uh, I have so much bit. to say about the <laughs> intersection of like money and earning capacity and power in a relationship. Um, and I think my perspective is different because I was a single mom for so long. And so, you know, it was me, that was it. It was all up to me. I had to get all of it done. And there was no choice. Yeah. And there was, there was, it was a lot, but there also was no negotiating with anybody else. Right. And so it's, it's interesting to now be in a partnership with this amazing human and 
just to sort of talk through like um, the, the, the loss of power that can happen when we're not generating what, like comparable amounts of income, because unfortunately parenting and, and child rearing is unpaid labor in the United States. Right. Right. And it's hard to put a dollar amount. And even in very egalitarian, very feminist relationships, it it can happen. It can sort of, things can get a, a little bit skewed. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if, if you're with someone who's a jerk, okay, that's, that's, you're just, that's, you're just with a jerk. That's too bad. But the truth is I know a lot of women who are with really great guys, right? Really wonderful guys who want to be great feminists, who want their wives to succeed. Yeah. And the truth is it's really scary to ask for that as a woman. It's very, um, what's the word? Like we're breaking all kinds of inner rules, yeah. like old tribal beliefs. So you, sometimes people are surprised that when they actually finally say to their spouse, you know what, in order for me to do X to feel like to co- contribute to our family in this way, I'm going to need Y. Yeah. Often it's just a matter of asking. And then the other person is usually like, what? No, that sounds crazy. But if you talk about it for a little bit, you know. Yeah. And it's interesting. Cause I think it's a, I'm not going to say it's a woman thing. I think it's a feminine thing because I've definitely met some dads who have taken on the mom role over the Mm -hmm. past few years um, to sort of think through all those household details and dinner. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm a woman, but I definitely, I think I come from a very masculine energy around work. And mm-hmm. I fully admit to people that when my three kids were born, like I had my laptop like on my stomach in the hospital at the time <laughs> I was running a design company and mm-hmm. it really fueled me. And in those early years of kids, I really actually went back and forth between like having full-time care um, and really diving into my work and then having these moments where I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? Like I could actually be home more. Like why am I not being a good mom? And then all those tasks around like, cooking and you know organizing extracurriculars I feel like those all fall on our shoulders mm-hmm. um, and they it's start, that mental load yeah it's that and we and we start not to you know want to do those things that need to get done to really create a, I, I think you know all these things around the house and around food actually need to be done well by someone Um, Mm -hmm. in order for everyone to run everything to run sort of smoothly as a lifestyle as a whole, like, you know, when we step back from it all. Yeah. So it's super interesting, like, you know, that where we ask for help and what we get help and around all those things and, and how we really can't do it alone. (laughs) Like, yeah, there was this great, like info, it was like somewhere between an infographic and a, like a, a graphic novel, like a cartoon, it was floating around Facebook. And it was all about this idea of who carries the mental load in your household? Mm. And mental load is like if you, you know, it was this, it was it was super funny, right? But it was like there's all these people over for dinner, and the husband is chatting with the guests, and the the wife is like in the kitchen trying to get dinner on the table, trying to feed the baby, trying to, and then she snaps at her husband, and he's like, oh, well, why didn't you ask? And she's like, why should I have to fucking ask, <laughs> right? Like, can't you see that your children are throwing food at the wall? Like, yeah. so it was that idea, right? And. Um, one of the things that was really telling was this, this little cartoon character was like, if I ask my husband to, to put away the groceries, he'll do it. But yeah. if I go to put away the groceries, 
I open the fridge and realize that there's a spill. And so I go clean it up and then I go to put the thing in the wash and I realize that there's a little laundry that's soured. So then I, I clean that up and then I realize that we're out of this and that like, it was this train of tasks, right? Yeah. And it took three hours and she's like, he just puts the, the groceries in the fridge. Right. And it prompted a really interesting conversation between my husband and I, um, because the truth is that when it comes to our household, he carries the mental load. So I'm, I'm here, I'm around. Um, but yeah, we, it was interesting because in that ways we're very gender nonconforming, which is partly because he's transgender. And so he knows what it's like to have been in that mom's shoes, but also truthfully is really more just a function of our personality and where we shine. He's very good in the physical world. I have a hard time in the physical world, but I love my work. I love supporting our family with my work. So it was just interesting that like, and I was like, you absolutely carry the mental load. Like if, if we need a babysitter, probably he's going to text them if, if, you know, whatever. And so I think when, when we're not aware that we're carrying all of this mental load, it's sometimes hard to explain why we feel so tired or why we feel so overwhelmed. Yeah. And so the more, again, the more you can get it out of your head and onto paper and onto lists or into a shared calendar um, we use in my house, we use this great system called AnyList, which is like a shared, it's like an app that mm-hmm. you use on your phone. And anytime someone updates a list, everyone who sees the list gets the, like it updates automatically. Oh, I like that. And so the more that like everybody can sort of see what's happening, I think the easier it becomes to say, see all these things that are getting done. Like all this still has to get done. Mm. Um, and yeah. what about that idea that there always is more to get done? And us just always feeling behind because I feel like the problem with lists is that there's always so much more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, when I was this really stressed out new mom trying to juggle way too many things, I read all the organizing books out there, which is (laughs) how I ended up coming out with my own program because none of them worked for me at all. Mm. And I read David Allen's wonderful book, Getting Things Done. And it's so great. It's so great if you have a full-time stay-at-home person who is clearly taking home care of like your home life because he doesn't talk about that at all. Yeah. But also the thing is that if you do it that way, you will generate literally hundreds and hundreds and thousands and thousands of to-do items. Yeah. So I found that I needed a filtering mechanism. So that's what my compass is for me. It's where I, I'm like, okay, there are 87,000 things that I could do that I might want to do that I think are important. Yep. But realistically, if I can't fit it on this one piece of paper, I probably don't have time to do it anyway today. So it's, it's right. like a forcing function. And, and then you feel good about it because you've actually yeah. got some of it done. Yeah. And if you only have one top priority per day, if you get to, if you do that one thing, you win. Whereas yeah. if you have seven priorities for the day and you do six of them, you still feel like you've lost. So some of it is just playing the mental game inside your own head of how you set yourself up to feel successful versus how you feel like you're always, always, always behind. And going back to your thing about the childcare, one of the great things about having childcare is that it does create that really clear delineation between when I'm working, I am working, I am focused, mm. I am deep in that like trance state, you know, that you can get into when you're working. And when my kids are home, I, I don't always succeed, but I try really hard to be done. I try, I put away my laptop. I'm not, you know, not always right. Sometimes things are happening, but, but I would say 99% of the time 
once my kids are home, I switch, I switch into mom mode. I try to be present with them, you know, and I like, I am never that mom who's going to get down on the floor and play with my kids. It's just not, I don't hate it. Oh, stab me in the eyes, but I will read to them. I will talk to them. I will, you know what I mean? So like we have, we all have different places that that, like, we really like that. It's sort of feel like it's a good fit. It's a natural fit. And it's important, and so, I think, to know that and, and yeah, know where I you are so in too. that space. Yeah. 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 And so that's why having our assistant come and do some of the stuff that neither of us, we can do it. Of course we could, but we'd rather have her do some of that stuff ahead of time so that we get to, you know, Nick cooks, I hang out and sort of corral the chaos mm-hmm. and we get to be really present during that time. Yeah. I love that. And I think some of the times when we get so overwhelmed, sorry, what we're doing is we're getting ourselves out of being present in anything, right? We're not present with our work. We're not present with our kids. We're sort of nowhere. Yeah, there's this great book. um, It's called Overwhelmed. I'm trying to think of the author's name where she talks about the concept of contaminated time. Mm. You heard of this? Mm -mm. Um, Oh, my God. Bridget Schulte, I think is her name. She's a journalist. It's, It's such a great book. Um, it's unfortunately a little overwhelming. So most of us like, it's it's sort of hard to make it all the way through, but it's fascinating. She's a, she talked to all these time researchers and she found that so many women are in what they call contaminated time where you're doing one thing, but you are feeling guilty that you should be doing another thing. So you're like, you're playing with your kids and you're like, Oh God, I should be, I should be making that report. And then you sit down and make the report and you're like, Oh God, I should be out buying birthday presents. And then you're buying birthday presents and you're like, I should be at home playing with my kids. And like, wherever you are, you feel stress and anxiety Yeah, that you're not doing something else. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are resonating with that right now as they hear that. (laughs) (laughs) My copy is so full of like underlines and highlights and we will, we will link that in the show notes because that sounds like mm-hmm. a good one. And she offers solutions, I take it, for such situations. She does. She yeah. does, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I feel like we've given, I mean, you've given so many in this episode as well. Like, I feel like as we get a whole, more a hold of our life and our what we can accomplish, we were able to be present in that way. Um, do you have any strategies for anyone who feels like they can't have all those extra supports or is that all a mindset thing? I mean, it sort of depends on, on where you are. You know, it's, it's people are sometimes, if I were to break down my numbers for you, you might be surprised. You might say, wait, you can't possibly afford all that help. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but the truth is that that is sort of the, the engine that lets everything, everything run. And so we just prioritize it. It means we don't take vacations as often as many of our friends do. We, we economize in other ways. Yeah. Um, I think, I think even if you can't afford, like I didn't have nearly this much help when it was just me and my daughter, Mm -hmm. but I still had an assistant Mm -hmm. who would come and do grocery shopping because I find that grocery shopping is something that hate I'm very bad at. I take a really long time at doing, I usually still forget things. Um, it's, and it, and I would come home exhausted. It'd be like two hour grocery shop and I would feel like I had just run a marathon. And so, right. Whatever the thing that you hate to do the most, if it's cleaning, if it's laundry, if it's shopping for groceries, if it's food prep, um, if you can find some way to take some of that off your plate, you get like an exponential return. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And and I feel like there's, there's ways, you know, even as my kids are getting older, I'm like, oh, 
like they can wash dishes. <laughs> they can even mm-hmm. do some of the chopping, you know. Mm-hmm. They can certainly clean and vacuum their rooms, you know, and all these things that actually can get done in a house um, mm-hmm. that we don't think of. I definitely had someone here for a long time. This is the first year we didn't because we were on the road and it, it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is that is that mental load, just just knowing that like, okay, I just don't have to think about this one whole category of things. Yeah. Like, okay, I just don't have to think about laundry. Yeah. Or okay, I, all I have to do is make the grocery list and someone else will go buy the things is like a huge, it's a load off. Yeah. My other thing that I would say, if you really, if, if you're, if you're in the place where you're still doing everything yourself and I was there for a long time too, is it's really tempting, especially when you work at home to be like, well, I'll just, I'll throw in a load of laundry and then I'll sit down and work for a little bit, but I'll have that laundry going. It, it feels efficient, mm. but that will send you directly into contaminated time. And so my advice is actually kind of counterintuitive is that even if you work at home, mm-hmm. like go do your five minute sweep of your kitchen, right? Get the chaos on in order. Sure. But then walk away and like put on grown up clothes and maybe even some makeup and like sit down at your desk and like make a plan for the day and then work. Even if you only have like two hours to work, yep. having those clear boundaries between like, okay, now I'm at home mommy versus yep. like, okay, now I'm a badass fucking businesswoman. Yeah. <laughs> no, really I think that's so, so, so true. Oh my gosh. That's amazing advice. Definitely for anyone who's like, I can't do that. I love that. And it's so easy to do. It's so easy to be like, I could get the laundry done and not have to worry about that later. And then two hours later, you've, you know, moved around a sentence four times. <laughs> yeah. And with our phones, it's really easy too when we're, when we're trying to be present with our, it's like the flip side is when yes. you're trying to be present with your family. Oh my God, an urgent email just came in. Right. Like we're yeah. all on all the time. And I feel like we have to like fight back for our own sanity and, and be like, yeah. no, no, we're allowed to have times when we work and times like times when we work on our work, work, on our business work, and times when we're just being human beings with the people we love. Like, that's not a ridiculous thing yeah, to require had, from life. We had no technology for a very, very long time in our house for our kids. Hmm. Um, and now I have a 13-year-old, and, you know, times change. <laughs> and now he, like, mm-hmm. really needs a phone to be able to communicate. He needs to be able to walk. He needs to be able to call us. He needs to be able to connect with his friends. Mm-hmm. And so we, because it was something we did sort of late in our kids' lives, um, you know, we, we made some rules around it. And one of the things was, you know, when you come in at the end of the day, just put it in this basket. And, mm-hmm. you know, about a week in, my son's like, how come you and dad don't have to put it in the basket? <laughs> you know, like, what's up with the basket? And we're like, that's really a good point. Like, so now we all put it in the basket, you know, at around that five o'clock time when we can just be done. Like, we don't. Oh, that's more. amazing. Yeah. Wow. So I'm loving the basket. And I love that our kids call us on our own shit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> just pay attention. All right. Anna, that's so, amazing. So tell us how people can get a hold of you. Sure. So my main website is declaredominion.com. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're, if you're feeling a lot of contaminated time, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like your life is sort of dragging you along and you're just, you know, barely holding on for your life. Um, I have a free little guide. It's the queen sweep quickie. So it's like five things that I pulled from my program and it's just five quick, easy things you can do right away that will help you feel better and more on top of things. And you can find that at queen sweep dot com that's queen like the kind who wears the crown mm-hmm. sweep like a broom dot com 
cool. And we will link that in the show notes and I can tell you all that it is fabulous. And um, <laughs> yes, yes. And you, you're Thank a great you. writer. So it's all good. Oh, Highly thanks. recommend. Um, all right. So there's one final question that I ask everyone who's on the show. Yeah. And that is to tell us about a meal that had a big impact on you. And it could be because of the food, the company, or some aha you had while sitting and enjoying it. Sure. Oh, man, there's so many. Um, so something that not everybody knows about me is that I actually grew up in Japan. So my, my parents lived there, they've lived there for 30 plus years. So I spent all of my childhood in Japan. And so for me, like the epitome of comfort food is Japanese food. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there's this Japanese dish, it's called curry and it's, but it's really, it's not anything like Indian curry. I mean, it's sort of, it's, it's like a cross between a stew and a curry and, it's sort of, it's like mac and cheese here. Like it's something that people make all the time. It's super easy. You buy the little roux blocks in a box and you just, you cut up the vegetables and stir it in. So some people think that it's like cheating food, but for me, it is like the epitome of comfort. And so I still make that for my kids now. And, um, it just feels, it feels like home. It feels like comfort. It's hot and salty and delicious. You pour it over rice and you eat it with a big spoon. Um, and I, watching my my new family enjoy this thing that I've loved since I was a kid, it's one of the few things I can actually make because I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> it's really satisfying to me. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Love that. Well, thank you. And I've, it's funny. I'm going to go look it up. I've never heard of that. A lot of um, supermarkets actually in the States carry it in the mm. Asian section. It's usually in a little green uh, rectangular cardboard box. Cool. I, and, and then you just add all the veggies. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so easy. That sounds great. Yeah. I'm going to go try it out. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I'm hoping everyone got a lot of insight from this. Actually, you know what we never talked about was your outfit. Do you have one outfit right now that you're wearing? Oh, yes. I love that yes, strategy from you. So I have a uniform. Yeah. 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 So every season I go and I buy like, I pick one top that I love the most and I buy like five of them. So right now it's this like gray drapey thing from anthropology. It's very forgiving and loose. Cool. Um, and I literally have five of them hanging in my closet. Same color? All the time. Same color. Awesome. Yep. Yep. So fun. All right. That is what It our makes life thought. easy. And I always like what I'm wearing. I don't do that thing where I stand in front of my closet and like, oh, but is today a special enough day to wear the outfit that I really like? Or should I save it for another day? Like, I don't have to do that anymore. I just put it on. <laughs> I love it. There is wisdom in that. All right. Have a great day, Busy Mamas. I will see you on the next episode. And thank you, Anna, for being here today. Thank you. All right, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Anna. And I am apologizing right now out loud because I think I went back and forth, especially in the intro, between Anna and Anna. And it is definitely Anna. But I have a daughter whose name is Orly and her middle name is Anna. Um, because my husband's Colombian and that's just how you pronounce it there. And hers only has one end though. So I should know better, but yes, I am not always the best at name pronunciation, but know that on the plan, website, all names are spelled out. All links are there for you. So any resources that we ever talk about in the podcast are there in the show notes at plansimplemeals.com. So make sure to check that out. All right. At the end of every episode, I always share three doable changes that my guest has 
shared with us. Maybe not in that format, but they're things that I've pulled out from the episode that I think could fit into the doable change format. So here's briefly the idea behind doable changes. I'm a big believer that if you take on one small doable change, so this is one thing that upgrades your life, upgrades your health, changes your food, just one thing a week. If you really focus on that one thing and figure out how to make it fun, how to fit it into your calendar, how to make it work with your family, whatever it is, but you really take on that thing and make it work, that if you do that 52 times in a year, you will end up with 52, well, maybe not that many because there's some chance that not everything will work for you, but everything that works for you will become a habit. It will become easier for you to get done. Whereas a lot of us, what we do is we get to this moment where we want big change and we write down like 50 to 100 things that we want to do right now. And we try and we maybe we succeed for a day or a week or even a month, although that's a lot for a busy mom to succeed. But then somebody gets sick or we get busy or Christmas comes or some holiday comes and we stop and we haven't cultivated a habit. So it's not something we can just come back to. It's something we have to start over with again. But if you really focus on one doable thing at a time, they build. And I know it's hard to see that in the moment when you're on thing one, but I can tell you eight years later, I have habits I couldn't have imagined I would have and are still part of my life. And I don't really even think about them any anymore because they're fun, they're easy, they fit into my life where they're supposed to fit in, um, and they just work. So if you want all 101 of my changes, you can go to plansimplemeals.com slash 101 and you can get that whole list. But there's three fantastic ones that Anna shared today and I want to share those with you too. So the first one is do a five-minute decluttering. You guys, this is easy. Each day you just set a timer for five minutes and you just see what you can clear in that in one area that you pick. So it could be that you just put you know, dirty laundry in the hamper, backpacks in the closet, and you clear a coffee cup from your desk. So these little things, they just make you feel better. So this isn't, in five minutes, you're not going to sort through all your papers from the last five years. You're not going to wash all the dishes. You're just clearing space. And I promise this is a powerful one because this is one of the things I took from her years ago. So five minutes decluttering. This would be a really great doable change to do for seven days. Create an outbox. This is one I learned from her in more recent years. I'm telling you, I follow this girl. She's amazing. So this idea is to set up a space with a box. It doesn't have to be fancy. You could start off with just like, you know, the box from the fruit stand that you have. <laughs> um, and it just, you put anything in it that needs to leave your house. So it could be library books, it could be mail, a package, it could be a dish that you need to return to a neighbor or a friend. Whatever those things are that just at some point need to go out of the house, put them in this box. And then as you're walking out of the house, just start to check it. And it might be that you're going by the post office, or it might actually be that you're seeing that friend whose plate it is, but you wouldn't have thought to remember the plate. But because they're all in this box, it just, it's a good process. All right. The third thing is focus on three key things each week. 
So this, you guys, is the backbone behind the flow planner is always just be focusing on three things, even though I know that just like me, you have a hundred things you want to do, just focus on three and just take a half hour each week just to sort out your week. So I do this on Fridays and in that moment when you're in this half hour, maybe you're at a cafe drinking a cup of coffee, drinking a cup of tea, having a smoothie, maybe it's, you know, late at, you know, not too late at night because you need sleep, but you're in bed and you know, but you're in a moment where you're not overwhelmed. And in that moment, that's when you choose the three things that are most important for your week. And as you go through the week and life gets in the way, different things come up, you can keep coming back to those three things to focus and to get things done. Does that make sense? So it's just, it's, it's a path. It's, um, it's a thing to come back to. It doesn't mean that you're only ever going to do those three things. It means that those three things are really important for you to do. So as life happens and you have a moment, you come back to those three things. So at the end of the week, you feel accomplished. So just to recap, the three doable changes from um, Anna's episode are do a five-minute decluttering, create an outbox, and focus on three key things each week. All right, you guys, those are awesome. Only focus on one at a time because that's how you make it doable. And if focusing on three key things a week is one of the things you're doing, then put a task to go sign up at theflowplanner.com to get on that list because that is what the planner does and you are going to love it. All right, that's what I've got to say. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Meals podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Meals podcast. If you like what you heard, the biggest compliments you can give us is to share Plan Simple Meals with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes. I absolutely love sharing simple solutions to help busy families eat clean and live well. Visit healthymomsmeetup.com and come join in on the fun. In our free group, you can chat with me and other health-seeking moms, get new recipes and tips, and never be at a loss in the kitchen again. Come join the fun at healthymomsmeetup.com. I cannot wait to meet you there.